Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Emerging Eve, where we will focus on unraveling the difficulties in the midst of our journey and move toward forward progress. This program is not meant to replace any form of therapy, and you are encouraged to seek out a mental health professional if necessary. Hello, hello. Welcome to Emerging Eve with Keisha. It is so awesome to have you back um, as we talk today about emotional spending. Um, Hopefully everyone's holiday and family get-togethers were peaceful and awesome and you were able to cope and move forward. So today what we'll be talking about is emotional spending. For one, because Christmas is right around the corner, um, as well as other holidays that people celebrate in which they give gifts. So I wanted to talk about emotional spending as a way to help start uh, forward-moving and financial management for one, emotional management for two, as well as being able to set boundaries, um, not necessarily just with spending, but with even being able to tell yourself no to identify uh, concerns with your spending that are impacting you. I always encourage people, as I've uh, spoken with you all, um, to look at life in a holistic manner, not just, hey, I'm stressed out or um, I feel this kind of way physically, but look at what is going on in all aspects of your life. With our finances, Many times we don't realize, and I've touched on it a couple of times from different um, perspectives, but many times we don't realize that our finances have such a huge impact on our emotional health, our mental health, our physical health, and even our spiritual connection. So looking at emotional spending is so, so huge and so, so necessary. Um, First, I want us to kind of look at what causes um, emotional spending. And the thing is, the things that are listed as the causes, I'll explain those to you. But it's it's crazy uh, to think like that. You know, I never really looked at it like that from that perspective. So emotional spending uh, usually stems from five uh, emotions, one of which is jealousy, another one is guilt, one is fear, Another one is sadness, and the last one is achievement. So with these, let's start with the first one that says jealousy. Well, maybe the first thing you think about is keeping up with the Joneses. If I don't keep up with the Joneses, then um, I'm going to fall behind. I'm not good enough, okay? So that could be one thing. Another way we can look at jealousy when it comes to our uh, emotional spending is well, how dare um, my significant other or ex-significant other buy this for our children? Um, and they know that um, that person will be seen as, like, maybe the favorite parent. So now I don't want that, so I'm going to attempt to outspend them. That could be a form of jealousy as well. So not just keeping up with the Joneses or keeping up with the family members, or whoever you're trying to keep up with, but that's another way to kind of look at how jealousy can impact spending. The 
aspect of guilt. Now this, yet again, can be attached to the parenting side as well. But guilt is, um, can be, well, I should be able to um, afford this for my children. I should be able to give this to my wife or to my husband or my uh, significant other, whatever. And so you feel guilty or a person attempts to guilt you into giving them things. So they say, well, you know, I've done all this for you. The least you could do is purchase this for me or pay this for me. And so then we're stuck with challenging or not acknowledging even our own boundaries if we have the boundaries set in to say, no, I cannot afford that. But even feeling guilty to say, hey, I can't, you know, I can't do that. I can't keep up with this specific thing or these things over this period of time or even more specifically at this certain time. So looking at that whole um, dynamic of guilt, fear. Fear is interesting because the thing would be, why? how can fear drive emotional spending? Emotional, well, spending is a choice, but making that choice out of fear is is concerning, very concerning. So this could come, and you know we got tax season coming, and we all have seen the memes on Facebook. Well, this person is only with this other person because or they just got their tax refund, this, that, and the other, all kinds of crazy memes. But some people do spend out of fear of being alone, fear of being single. Now, the irony with that is with emotional spending, but especially emotionally, emotional spending that is supported or encouraged by fear, now there's the, the frustration that comes up when you're spending outside of whatever budget or financial boundaries you have to maintain this connection, and that person uh, will always want more. So you're always going to be in a state of flux. It's either I have the fear of being alone, or I have the frustration to deal with of what do I do when I'm trying to make ends meet. So being mindful and considerate of all of that. Um, spending out of sadness when we have a loss in our life, whether it's a loss by someone passing away, a loss by the end of a relationship, um, a loss by a change in position in life, like either job, um, relationship, whatever, we experience sadness. And instead of coping directly with the sadness and then allowing yourself to experience it, process it, process, process it, and move through it, we go spend money. Oh, I need to get this $500 tattoo. I need to get this whatever gadget. I need to go and upgrade my car. I'll feel better or I'll be happy if I do these things and it'll take my mind off of the sadness. Temporarily, it will, because anything brand new will take your attention away from something else that's a concern, but it's temporary, and it never resolves the thing you're trying to avoid. So even with all of these emotions, those things you're trying to avoid, it never resolves those things. So being mindful of when I'm experiencing certain emotions or emotions, period, um, I need to look at why am I spending? Why am I thinking, oh, yeah, this is a good time to spend? Um, 
another, the last one is achievement. Now, this one seems like, oh, shoot, that's a positive. You know, when I spend, when I get a promotion at work or I spend when I pass all my classes or I spend when I get this degree, there are some times where we do have celebrations in our lives. And it does say, you know, it does call for us to say, you know what, I need to celebrate myself. However, are you doing that within a certain means? When you are meeting this achievement, let's say you get a raise, and just to give a decent amount, um, a $10,000 raise, you're like, oh, shit. But you've increased your spending to actually 20000 more than what your previous salary was. So not only have you eaten up the $10,000 raise, you've actually put 10000 extra dollars of stress on top of yourself. So being mindful of what those achievements that you're celebrating, what they're actually costing you. If uh, some people throw extravagant birthday parties for themselves, especially when you get to like 50 or certain milestones or whatever, by all means, if it's in your budget or if you budget for it, do it. But if you are maxing out credit cards, if you're borrowing money, if you're spending money that is supposed to go to other payments, why put that stress on yourself? Because in the moment, oh, yes, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But when those bills start rolling in, it's going to be a whole different type of stress. Now, it's how do I hustle to to make these ends come back together or to even look at each other? Also, how do I hustle to keep things even up in the air? It's like you're constantly in the act of juggling. So kind of looking at that. Now, uh, we talk about um, spending, and with emotional spending, just like um, any other type of interaction we have, um, mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual, uh, there are triggers. So spending triggers can be um, any certain situations that you're dealing with, any certain emotions. We've talked about those big five. Uh, places or a person that tempts you to spend money. Now, with the situation, um, if it's a situation where you have to decide that, you know what, this vacation that's coming up, um, I keep getting this email. It's saying this really great price. I really don't have this in my budget even for this price. But you know what, it's a once in a lifetime. This is a this uh, opportunity only comes once in a lifetime. Can I challenge that? There are some events that, yes, they are once in a lifetime. However, however, sometimes those once in a lifetime situations will come back again and again and again and again. And then if you really sit back and look at it and think about it, if you did make that decision, like, oh, this is once in a lifetime again, you're in a different financial situation. Sometimes it's even a little bit cheaper. And you're like, dang, I could have saved my money or waited. And we'll talk about that. So that would explain the situation. We've already touched on the emotion. Now let's talk about the places. So I'll give you a personal story. I can go ahead and admit I was previously highly addicted to shoes, highly addicted. My husband used to call me Baby Imelda Marco because <laughs> when I say shoes were my stuff, I had over 120 pairs. Um, 
a shoe. And I knew each pair. I had a, you know, a plan for each pair. Didn't wear half of them, but, you know, that was that. So with that being said, and team at, at what a trigger would be, my trigger was any place that sold shoes. I don't care if it was a designer shoe place. I don't care if it was a bargain shoe place. I don't care if it was, hey, buy two pair for nine ninety nine. I was I would find it and figure it out. I'd figure out how to get the money to get whatever I wanted from that store. So we have to look at certain places that could trigger us. Sometimes we could go to places and it triggers a really good emotion. Like, oh dang, I remember when I was here with you know, while I was dating or married to this person and we had such fun. I want something like um something to remember this place by. So then we spend. Um, certain places could be when you're on vacation and you have a certain budget, but you just want to bring back so much of the place because you've enjoyed it so much and you overspend out of your budget or you're not looking at what you're spending on. Uh, a funny story I have about that is I went on a cruise and thank goodness the travel agent I had encouraged us to get the all-inclusive uh, drink package because I didn't realize those individual drinks were stacked up like crazy. Because I'm thinking, you know, a couple hundred dollars for a drink package, that's expensive. No, if you don't get the drink package, that's going to be expensive. So we paid for the drink package. However, the people in the cabin next to us on this cruise did not. And when I say they had at least 20 pages rolled up and stuck in the doorknob, of charges from their drink bill that they had to pay. And it's just because in the situation, you're like, I'm on vacation, I'm having fun, but you're not maintaining focus on budget. And they had, I mean, literally, those folks were literally crying tears because they couldn't get off the ship until they set balance. And so looking at the situation you're in, many situations when we're in uh, a or even places that we're in and we're carefree and we're looking at, you know, all the the things we're enjoying, we still have to be mindful of what uh, financial impact we're having on ourselves because it's directly impacting us. Persons that tempt you to spend, OMG. Sometimes we have friends, and I know all of us do, that you can call one friend when you need sound advice. You can call another another friend when you need unsound advice or you want unsound advice. You can call a friend that's always ready to go eat. You got a friend that's always ready to go shop. You got a friend that's whatever. Look at who you're choosing to call in certain situations. And do those calls involve, hey, let's go here or let's purchase blah, 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 or let's do this, that, and the other, and there's absolutely no consideration of budget. We have to be mindful that other people are not going to be as mindful of our budget as we are, for one, because they don't know all the things we're responsible for. For two, you know, many of our friends and or family will say, hey, if you make this decision to spend all this money, that's on you. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Um, so we need to be really uh, cognizant of who we hang out with or who we contact and reach out to 
especially during those five emotional states, or even who reaches out to us when they're in those emotional states, because we we need to look at if another person is in a state of sadness, and they're saying, hey, I want to go eat, or I want to go shop, or I want to go spend some money, and they reach out to you, are you really going to say, no, I can't, or I don't want to, because you're looking at, dang, my friends or my family member, they're sad, I need to go support them. And then, therefore, the whole big snowball starts. Um, before I want to, before I go any further, I want to um, remind you guys to um, tune in on uh, Friday, where uh, they'll be playing Baby Face for a featured artist um, Friday. Uh, also, there is the um, Smooth sound of uh whisk of oh my goodness my words are getting caught up today of whisper softly uh which is played every Sunday through Friday uh, throughout the week oh my goodness those are so awesome so so awesome um to move forward with emotional spending now let's talk about how to once you identify you have emotional spending going on, what to do about it to get out of this cycle, especially if one of your upcoming resolutions that many people make at New Year's is to say, hey, I'm going to stick with my budget. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to save some money. I'm going to do all these financial things because I'm tired of dealing with the stress that comes with not planning or poor planning of my finances. So one thing would be to um, set up a celebration fund. Decide how much you're willing to take out of each check, um, however you get paid, whether it's biweekly, weekly, monthly, on the 1st and the 15th or whatever. Decide how much am I willing to set aside to take care of the things that I want to celebrate or even to set aside uh, a fund of things that I can just kind of like, okay, I have $20 a day, um, I can just go blow it on whatever I want to. Because I'm not encouraging people to live so frugal that you become frustrated with the way life is. Oh, I can't spend any money. I can't go buy a, a $10 coffee. I can't go purchase a pair of shoes. I can't go out to eat. It's not anything focused on what you can't do. It's just being mindful of how you do it so that it's done in a way that's not emotionally, mentally, physically, or spiritually causing harm. And that's the whole thing. What do, what's to put in place to eliminate the most amount of possible harm that we're causing to ourselves? Because the world, as we know, will expose us to many things um, that are that are difficult. So with the celebration fund, let's say you get paid every week and you decide I want to take out $10 every week out of each paycheck to set aside. That means you got $40 a month, okay? So that is $480 a year. Now this is just, you know, you can decide how much you can want to afford for that, but you got $480 a year. So that means once you get to a certain amount in that budget, like maybe you get to uh, $240, and you say, well, shoot, I want to go shopping, or I want to go out to eat, or I want to buy something for someone, or I want to treat someone. Take it out of that fund. thing is you can't spend it if it's not in that fund. 
Or if you're planning a vacation or a big, huge party, identify all the things you want to include in this party. Get your budget together. Find out how much is this celebration going to cost me. And then take that out of your pay or whatever income sources you have in a way that you're able to put chunks toward it. And it's not that I have to come up with this big, huge amount, but I'm able to put these chunks toward it and be able to resolve uh the, the cost of it, and it's not causing me stress. All right, so identify healthy outlets. So if you are, for instance, feeling sad or you're feeling fear, fear of loss of a relationship, significant person because of spending, that means um, if I don't spend this amount, I think this person's going to leave me. Or if I don't spend this amount, my, my children will be mad. I've had a big, huge uh, change in my life, and I'm sad. What is something else that you are willing to do to address um, those feelings, for one, um, that's not going to cause financial stress? What, what are you willing to do? What do you think would be something that would be a good replacement? Because really that's what that would be. And another thing to do to even celebrate that success, because, you know, we'll celebrate an achievement, is put that money you would have spent in a savings account and and make the mindful decision not to touch it. Many times um, people will set up an emergency fund and say, oh, yes, this is going to be like the best thing ever. I'm going to put all these months of uh money in to, for the future, and I am going to, um, you know, just come together, and, but then we identify an emergency as, dang it, I want to order donuts this morning, or dang, you know, um, I saw this t-shirt online that I wanted, and um, I really need to get it. I don't have another t-shirt like that, and this is going to be the only one I can find because Amazon only has one left, and I need to put it in my shopping cart, okay? So changing the outlets that we have and doing something with that money uh, to help us in the future and to really look at what an emergency is, which we'll touch on here in a little bit. Um, Avoid impulse buying, especially this is important for folks that love gadgets. Because if your Amazon is set up like my Amazon and has those algorithms, it will send you emails about, hey, this is a hot deal. You'll save $5 if you get in the next 14 hours. You're like, oh, shucks, that $5, yeah, it's an impulse purchase. And that is where so much of our shopping nowadays is driven. Because if you think about it, so much of our advertisement is computer or electronics driven. If you're on Facebook, guess what? Somewhere as you're scrolling, you're going to see an ad. Um, If you're on um, Instagram, somewhere, you're going to see someone advertising their merchandise or something. Even on email, you're going to get an email that says, hey, if you blah, 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 you can get this, this, that, and the other. And we don't, since we're so connected to our electronic devices, we don't really cause ourselves to break away from seeing that. It's almost as if we're in a state of being desensitized to seeing all these ads. And so therefore, when you see it, you don't even realize I'm like 
I don't need this. I really don't even want this. I never knew about this until this ad came up. So we have to pause ourselves and be very mindful of why Why am I getting this again? What, what do I need it for right now? If it's something that I can live without, then let me save up for it and do it in a different way. So that, that impulse shopping, sometimes people will say, uh, or at least it used to be back in the day, people would say, oh, impulse shopping, that's for um, when when people um, just go to the mall and you see something on the counter and you just have to have it. Yes, that is a form of it, but now with things being so easy to order online and deliver to your door in a day, yeah, that's, that's a lot of impulse buying. Um, another way to become mindful of your spending is to look at how many hours would I have to work to pay for this thing. That will sober anybody's impulse up real fast. If you think, dang, I have to work for three weeks to get this little bitty whatever, oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> That's 120 hours. I'm good. I don't even like it like that. Um, another uh, thing is to look at um, setting up a budget and actually sticking to it. Of course, of course, of course, this is always a thing, but setting up a budget and sticking to it. Um, another um, suggestion is to, before you go out to eat, before you go grocery shopping, um, eat something at home that you already have. Just It doesn't have to be a full course meal, but eat something at home. So then maybe you can skip the cost of appetizers. You'll possibly also skip the cost of extra drinks because many times when we are starving to death, the first thing they offer us is drinks. If it's an alcoholic beverage, that's going to cause us to, hey, let me get another alcoholic beverage or let me get an appetizer to soak up this alcohol before I eat. And now you're looking at, dang, how did I get a $100 bill when I only came to spend 25 So looking at things like that, just that pre-planning is, is very, very important. Also, letting the moment pass. When we have the urge to purchase something, especially if it's a whim, let that moment pass. Start to research it, especially if it's a big, huge purchase. And I consider anything big, huge purchase, anything $100 or over, that's a big, huge purchase. Because sometimes if you look at it, that $100 plus could have paid a utility bill or car insurance or sort of car payment or gas, whatever. And if we start to really look at, you know, where is, um, why, why, why do I have to have this right now? Look it up on Google. Where else can I get it for less? Does it go on sale every couple of months? Because you can find all that kind of stuff on Google. Look it up. Check it out. And then while you're um, checking it out, that urge to purchase that impulsively will begin to subside, and then you realize, you know what, I didn't even want that. Maybe I was feeling, you know, guilty or fearful or sad or I felt like I needed to celebrate myself. So, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. Now, one thing I wanted to touch on, especially with um, the holidays coming up as far as gift giving um, and even tax refund season, because we know it happens, if you are struggling with any of the emotions that I felt that I identified at the very beginning, which are jealousy, guilt, fear, sadness, 
especially those. Achievement as well, but especially those first four. Please find someone to speak to. I encourage you to seek out a mental health professional. Talk to someone about resolving those emotions. If you have a fear that this person is going to leave me, if I don't purchase this thing or pay this for them, and that's not something that you're wanting to do or something you're financially able to do and maintain, cut it off. It's okay to be alone. Matter of fact, especially if it's a person that is not willing to consider the impact something is having on you, why not be alone? Until that next person comes, there are millions of people in the world, and you will always meet someone else. Um, my my dad used to tell me that um, whenever you're traveling in life, he always gave me these analogies. Think of uh, relationships like this. As soon as you turn the corner, there's going to be somebody else interested in talking to you. So this person you may be walking down the street with now, if they don't doing right or they're not interacting with you in an appropriate way, turn the corner. Meet somebody else. And with that being said, I want to thank you all for tuning in this evening. Um, I encourage you in your mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual journeys uh, that everything can improve, will improve. You've got to put the work in. Um, make sure you tune in every Thursday to Emerging Ease with Keisha. And if you uh, want to reach out, feel free to email me at emergingease at gmail.com. Also, you can reach out uh, in the chat room or call in. Um, check out Facebook, and there is a Facebook group called Emerging Ease. And it has a caricature of me. So I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you for taking such a time as this to participate in your personal improvement with Emerging Ease. I'm Keisha, your host. Remember that in everything, there's an opportunity to learn and grow. If you are experiencing a difficult time, please reach out to the National Crisis Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. And I look forward to hearing from you next week on Emerging Ease with Keisha.